2: House. We're back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate, and remember, it's a short show today. It's uh, we end at 11:30. Um, we have a guest who I told you about, who will be uh, speaking in one second. It's our uh, Mike Conte, our most one of our most knowledgeable uh, real estate experts, and he's going to talk about spring cleaning. Before that, I just want to take a call from Phil. Okay. Hi, Phil. Okay. Can you hear us?
1: Yeah, I can hear you now.
2: Good, 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 good. How are you this morning? Freezing? All right. How are you? Good. Just a little cold, but good.
0: Okay. Me too. Anyway, I was uh, calling in for a little guidance. Uh, I'm 62, and I'd like to know how it would be beneficial for me to refinance. Because I'm talking to these companies, and they want to give me 30-year fixed rates. I'll be 92 years old. Uh, yeah, I have you about two hundred thousand. Excuse me.
2: No, I said that's that's kind of long to be paying payments. <laughs> so yeah, that I might tells, not even
0: live that long.
2: So you have what you were saying that you have.
0: I you have, have about two hundred thousand left in uh, mortgage, and I have about twenty thousand in credit card debt, and I need about fifty to fix up the house a little bit. So how would it be beneficial to for me? Ace
3: we can do is we can actually do a, a mortgage for $300,000, let us say, pay off your credit card debt. And um, what we'll do is, you know, we don't want to put you back into a 30-year fix, right? That wouldn't make any sense at all. Um, so we'd probably try to get you into, I would say, a 10-1 arm interest only, where, the, for, where for the first 10 years, you're only paying interest. And what I do recommend is that we put additional principal onto the mortgage so that you're, you're able to pay that off. Very quickly on your own terms, right? So I like to tell that to a lot of folks, where you want to set yourself up on a product where you sort of control how long you want to pay off the debt instead of just doing a fixed thirty year, where you know you have monthly payments that are fixed for the next thirty. So I would say, you know, give us leave your information with the producers. I'll give you a call on Monday, and then and then we can work on different options for you.
2: But Phil, okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah, because your credit cards alone must be at. Uh, God knows, you know, credit cards are probably very high. So if you incorporate them, into, you know, it, that'll just just that alone. And then I, that loan, you know yeah? what, Ace, I didn't even know they have a mortgage like that. You can do ones where you can pay it on your own terms, like that. Not, you can decide how how long you want to pay it for.
3: Yeah. So basically, what you what you do owe the bank is a minimal interest only payment, right? And because Phil, you know, he's. 62 right now, you know, what we can do is we can structure a term where where he may say, Ace, I want to pay it off in 15 years, but I don't want to be constrained to that 15-year term principal and interest payment. What we'll do is we'll do an interest product only, and then we'll see how much extra we can put in, and then we'll see, you know, do we want to pay it off in 10? Do we want to pay it off in 15 years? So, there's different ways to do it, Dottie. Yeah. For sure.
2: Yeah, you know, that's kind of what I did when I bought my house and I, uh, in, 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 in the Hamptons. I I I did it that way. I I kind of just, whenever I had a little extra money, I kind of paid it. I paid. exactly, Yeah. So I wasn't forced. But, Phil, listen, give us, leave the number. We'll call you and we'll tell you a good way to do it. Um, And you could pay it off a lot lot less time. And like Ace said, but you don't want to be forced to pay too much too quickly if you don't have to. So this way it'll be out your own control. That sounds like an ideal situation.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thanks, have so Have a good
2: day. Thanks for calling on Real Estate. Michael Conte, how are you?
0: Hey, Dottie. Uh, happy, welcome to Almost Spring. Nice to speak to you.
2: Nice to speak to you. Good to see, see you. I think we're going to have an early spring, hopefully, because they say the groundhog soars shadow.
0: Well... Here, here, in North Jersey, the crocuses are breaking through. So uh, there's plenty of green around. The trees are budding. It's the most incredible thing. So I'm, I'm ready for spring. And, and I always say, if I can make it to March, I'm, I'm, I'm there. So I got two weeks
2: to go. Yeah, we will look. Listen, we're, we're 90 percent done with winter, and it really wasn't bad. Did we even have any bad snowstorms? I'm trying no. to think. Did you we? Know, no, we I didn't ended really. Up
0: I bought I bought a new snow blower this summer and I went I, I said to uh, Jim at the hardware store and I said Jim you should say thank you now. He said how's that? I said we're never going to have snow this year and I've yet to use it. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's That's uh, always the case,
2: uh, but at least you have it.
0: Yep, and I'm happy that I didn't have to use it. I promise you that.
2: Okay. So tell us uh, what what do we need to know what's new in well, the insurance world? You
0: know, You know what? I I just want to touch on last week's show, if I'm allowed to. Uh, You can allowed to do whatever you want. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Dan called in about credit, and and I found his segment last week fascinating because, again, we've mentioned it from time to time, how important credit is when you're buying insurance. And I wanted to take the opportunity to reiterate that. And what the consumer has to understand is that the credit score is really a – it's a behavioral model it, it it kind of shows how you're going to deal with things so that was a very good segment And i want to say thank you to dan i, I think he really helped the, the people out there but i want to remind everyone that every insurance product you buy uh, is credit driven and the credit aspect of buying an insurance product today is probably more of an underwriting factor than just about anything else you, you well, have uh, so wait terms. a
2: second mike so in other words when you're looking to buy insurance, they look at your credit? Are you Absolutely. You that?
0: Absolutely. So you, you take two people with two identical houses with buying the same exact limit of coverage from the same carrier, the credit score will dictate the price that each one pays. And really? it's a very, very important factor.
2: And why is that? Because they feel somebody who has bad credit, like my...
0: You know... When this started about 10 or 15 years ago, I was shaking my head because I said, wow, you know, uh, what do what, what, what you tell me? A guy with bad credit is going to have a fire. A guy with bad credit is going to have a broken pipe. And I don't think that was it. I think that the concept is, you know, credit score is driven by if I pay my bill on time, do I extend myself too far with credit? And those are really personality um, Windows, I'm going to call them. So a guy who lives on the edge of his credit score, is he going to have any money to make repairs in his home? Is is that a prudent way to live? Does he do other things that may not be, uh, you know, risk averse? So I think they took a behavioral look at what the credit score really means about the individual.
2: So, so in other words, so well, look, credit rules. So you should really look at your credit a couple of times a year and make sure that you do everything possible to get the credit in good shape. Because whether you buy a car, whether you buy a house, whether you rent. Okay. And now I I didn't even know about credit things and insurance. So that's really important to know. Uh, Everything is credit. They look at how you pay bills, right? I mean, it's uh, unbelievable.
0: and, and, and to tie the rent in, there's a new product out there. I, I don't know a lot about it yet, but I just heard about it. And it's it's really so, you know, the the, the we just heard last week where the broker's fees are going to be passed to the to the landlords. Well, the landlords are now going to require the tenants to get a, a rent bond. And uh, that's going to guarantee be clear, Mike,
1: the payment. Mike, yep. not to interrupt you, but I just want to be clear. There's a pending lawsuit about that right. and All whether right. that's going to happen or not. I'm, And And as of right now, okay, well, I just want to say as of right now, that's not in effect until March 13th. So the court has stopped that guidance. And I just want everyone to know that at the current interim right now, as we're sitting here, there is no guidance that says that the landlord has to pay the landlord's agent. That's been enjoined until March
0: 13th. And we'll know more later, but I just
1: want to share that.
2: And you'll keep us posted. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, listen, I don't want to get in trouble with anyone, so let me get to what I called about today. How about that? Sure. Please.
2: No, you're not gonna get in trouble. It's not about that. It's just it's just that it just recently happened. I know and Andrew sounds I, I, I talked about it last week a little and then I was stopped by Andrew. Uh right. but they did put like in other words, they they just put a stop no, on it a hold until they litigated. So we you can't really talk about it well, now.
0: But anyway, so give us today, what you
2: Yeah, give us today, the topic that we should know.
0: So we're going into spring, and, and there are some things that we really need to do. And I'm going to say the most important thing for people who own homes in New York City or any area where we have sidewalks is the first thing you need to do is get out there and look and see if any of the sidewalk flags were lifted up because of the because of the winter. That's one of the most important things to look at because the freeze will raise those sidewalk flags and now you have a trip hazard. And right, but who's responsible? Think- are you responsible
2: somebody all, What's a flag? Well, first,
0: what's a well, flag? You know, I just want to know what that is. You know when you walk what? down the street the boxes the, you know the, the yeah, yeah. separate the strike marks between the boxes I guess uh, those yep. are called each each one is called a flag. Okay. Right. Okay. So you're saying when they're up Right. When they, when they raise up, yes, when they join up, maybe the tree roots take them up or the, it simply freezes and thaws and sometimes they rise up or something sinks underneath and, and you have an un- uneven edge.
1: Interesting. And so, okay, we've so gotta, you
2: check those because obviously people can trip on them.
0: Right. Absolutely. And and today, you know, you could remedy that. You could either replace the the concrete, or sometimes you see they grind down the edges in Manhattan. You'll you'll be walking and and you'll see that the edge was grind, grind down. That's a very good uh, uh, cost effective way to manage that. By the way. So and Dottie. Just to interject, because Dottie, you
1: just asked who's responsible, and I just want to make sure everyone knows. It depends where the property is. Each community has different rules. In New York City, a residential person is not responsible, but a commercial person is responsible. And it just depends where you are, so you have to check your local laws. Because sometimes it's the budding homeowner, and sometimes it's the town, village, or city.
2: That's good to know. All right, what other tips do you have? Okay, so make sure that you don't have anything like that happening.
0: Right. And I think one of the important things to do at this time of the year is to check the garage hose connection because sometimes those things freeze, and and by the time it thaws out, you'll you'll see some water flooding the house. And, and the out outdoor connections; those always tend to freeze. Although they typically call, they don't really cause damage on the inside, but it, it's still something that you might want to check into and uh, be prepared for. Uh, yes,
2: I had, was- uh, I had I uh, had I had to have my you know my house the winterized well, the uh, sprinkler system, and then all of a sudden I had no cable vision, and I found out that the cables lines were cut. And oh, no. I think, well, I'm sure the sprinkler people did it when they, when they, when they, the sprinkler people, I'm sure did it when they winterized my sprinkler system. But you can't prove it. So, uh, and now I, I think uh, we're under a different cable. And so now the cable people won't, well, they put the lines in, but they won't dig it underneath like they, the other cable company would because they don't do it that they. they don't want to do that, so it's a whole met- mess.
1: A mess. How yeah. do you
2: remember all these things? I have another question because I, when you when you improve a property that you own, okay. So let's say, you know, you bought something, you took out a mortgage, say 10, 12 years ago. The house has appreciated uh, a bit. Now you put some more impro- improvements in. Do, should you be like upping your insurance? Like, should you be upping your insurance? Well,
0: Absolutely. I mean, well, how do you know, you know
2: when to do that? Yeah, you tell me. I want
0: to know. Uh, well, the, the truth is, you should do it the minute you start the renovation because uh, you've you got to remember that you're adding value every day or every week, depending on how long the project is. And if those, let's say you're putting in brand new cabinets or, or brand new whatever uh, supplies depending on who your contractor is, maybe you've got a, 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 you know, a good guy with the proper insurance coverage and he's covering that stuff on your premises, but 99% of the time when he delivers goods to your house before installation, and there's some gray area there, but it, it, look, he may be responsible for it if there's uh, damage to it, but maybe he doesn't have the money to to,
2: exactly. to, to buy it
0: again or whatnot. So I, I always say if you're going to do a new uh, a wing on the house, Call the insurance broker and say, hey, the budget is 100000 That's where we're starting. Increase the value by a dollars At the end of the project, call them back. Maybe it was less. Maybe it was more. But you could always readjust. But you should always do it when, when the project starts, not after.
2: Okay. Well, What's then I'm going to call you because, you know, I did a lot of work. but you right. And uh, obviously it took forever because I wasn't paying attention. And uh, I will go no further than to say that it's three years and it's still just about done. Um, and, you know, I... If I had a house and I did some work, but now it's just about done. And I'm thinking, hey, I better up the insurance. I better so can I I, I will call you because but I but I watch now people like let's just say that they're, they bought their house for like 500 and now it's worth 700. And let's say they didn't do a lot of work to it. Uh, but they but obviously a lot of people, you know, the when you get when you buy a home, you have to have insurance. The bank isn't going to give you lend you money if you don't have an insurance policy. Correct. Right. So now, even if you didn't do work to it, if your home appreciated a bit, the, you, like let's say you had it for 10 or
0: 15 years. But what we is- don't care about market value. We only care about rebuilding. Now, rebuilding costs increase almost, increased almost exactly. every year. So it's something you need to watch. But you take, hey, I'll give you the best example. We, we take a, a three-family house in Brooklyn, and it's worth a million dollars, right? Right. Somehow right. we pick it up we pick it up and we plot it on the corner of uh, 7th and 57th. Well, I got news for you. That market value just went from a million from 1 million to about 30 million. Uh, but to put those bricks in there may cost a little bit more because you're working in a high traffic area, but it's not going to be 30 million to build that three-family house. So it's not market value; it's rebuilding cost. Okay, it's um,
2: rebuilding. All right. So, but but right. like again, so let's just say you bought something. I mean, because everybody bought something that has a home. Some some hey, some went up, some didn't. So it's right. not the market value; it's the replacement value. I mean, what it's going to cost to rebuild that home. Right. All right, so let's say you bought something in the 1970s, or I don't know, and now the building costs, I'm going to assume, in 1975 or 1980 were less than they are now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So wouldn't it cost a lot more to replace it 20 years later? Yes. So how do you yes. know when you sh- how do you know? My question really is, and I think this is a good question because I don't think most people know. How do you know when you should up the insurance?
0: okay. So here's what here's what has to be done. Uh, typically, when you insure the home for the first time, you try to hit it on the head or at least get close to what the rebuilding cost is at the time of purchase. Okay. Right. If that's done, the insurance contracts typically have a three percent inflation guard built in. So over the course of ten years, that value will increase uh, automatically. Now, oh. what does what does happen? What we see many many times. Oh wait, stop. Is, so
2: you're saying uh, that. Over ten years, your insurance uh, updates, upgrades, right. or yeah,
0: every every year the value of the rebuilding is automatically increased. So if you let's say we started with a hundred thousand in the first year, the next year it's going to be a hundred and three. The following year it's going to be hundred and six, and you know, et cetera, and so on.
1: So, so we don't have to ins- say anything to you if unless you're doing right. a construction like Dotty. But if you're doing right. a construction like Dotty, that's when you call in.
0: Right, but many times you get a situation, and we see this quite a bit, where uh, someone was buying a house for $500,000, and the broker put the insurance on there for 500000 So you started out high, and we're looking okay. at it, and we're saying, wow, you're a, you're a Uh, a million two can we you know let's do a rebuild calculation and we look at that and and you know maybe we come up at 800 or 750 so it's important to understand did you start out right when you bought the house and you know if if you're really concerned call a local builder and ask them what you know generally speaking what does it cost to build a brand new house today you know and you know and, and and get you get at least you get an idea and then look at your insurance policy and see where you're at
2: yeah, you know what? And I have to tell you, and I, you know, ACEL and myself and, and Andrew, I think people don't understand insurance. And what I'd love you, you know, when we have a longer show to really talk about, like, in other words, I guess you could insure yourself to death if you want to have insurance for huh. a million things. Okay. Yeah. But what are the minimums? And then, you know, again, and I know that we've done this already, Michael, but so with wind insurance and flood insurance and, you know, the people, sometimes don't realize that there are different insurances and like what are like the minimum things that you should have insured and then what are the things that you don't i mean i'll never forget i uh i i i had uh, an assistant of mine get me an insurance policy for some of my jewelry and stuff and i i had a a beautiful diamond ring and i knocked the diamond out and um So then I called the insurance company, and they said, oh, you know, you have a blanket insurance that covers all your jewelry for, like, X amount of money, which wasn't enough to – I still have the ring with no stone in it. I never – because I didn't have the right insurance. So what I'm saying is, you know, I don't – I I just don't know, like, I think – what if you paid your house off? Okay, now the bank, if you paid your house off, the bank doesn't care that you don't have insurance.
0: Well, that you know that that's the big thing. Right before Hurricane Sandy, how many people canceled their flood insurance because the bank didn't no longer required it, and they were doing head flips because they saved you know a thousand dollars a year. And along comes Hurricane Sandy. Guess what? No house left. You know, I, I mean that happens. You know, you got to sit down with and you got to talk to a professional and 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 have a good conversation. You know, and oftentimes we don't even want to spend the time to do that. We say, oh, I got this. Get it done. But you really need to try to identify all of the exposure points and then yeah. present alternatives to cover those exposure points the, 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 the customer might say look that's a risk that I can assume I'm not worried about this or i'm not worried about that but you have to have the conversation exactly very good then,
2: the, then you could decide at least you know you right. know the, okay right. and i want to say to everyone because we're just getting close to the end of the show i think it's 11:30 that it ends i just want to say i am just like everyone else who sometimes you know you get so busy that you think about everybody else and you don't really look at your own s- stuff and you know everybody's looking to make some extra money or save money or you know put their kids to college. And there's certain things like, and that's with the mortgage too. There's certain things that are right if you just take the time. Then you are in control of knowing the information, and then it's your decision whether you want to take the risk, pay more or not. Um, but you should always know. And I'd love you to come on and talk about that, Mike, when we have a longer show again. I'm, I'm and Ace. To do it, I'm telling you again, and I keep on reminding everyone, because this year, again, you know, look, I could be a fortune teller. I just predict interest rates will go up after the election. Okay, whether I'm right or not, I don't know. Uh, But I just think, again, what is it? You, you, Most people will save a lot of money, and so many of you have called with student debt. Ace tells us you can refinance with student debt, uh, you know, and that's a big bulk of things. And as far as buying and selling, remember something. If you're a buyer, you have more buying power now. And even though Ace, and he's right, you should look at a number you want to pay, uh, but you have more buying power and the rates are low. And if you are a seller, if people have more buying power, they can afford to buy more. Uh, and so. It's a good time, I would say, for both parties, buyers and sellers. Would you agree, Ace or Andrew? Yes.
3: It's a perfect time, Dottie. And you know what? We might finally be right this time, Dottie. We're always trying to predict rates, you know, predict the economy. And, you know, I think what's, what's for sure, what's 100% is that, to your point, we're, we're in a perfect storm. It's, it's a low-rate environment, all-time low for that matter, historically. And sellers are actually really, really willing to make a deal. So we don't know what's going to happen after the elections. Um, The percentages are that the rates are going to go up. So I think, um, you know, that percentage is definitely on our side, Dottie. But I think what our listeners need to know and understand is that, you know, rates aren't going to stay this low forever. So if you're not looking at your mortgage statements, if you're not looking at your payments, please, please listen to our advice. Take a look. And it's free. So give us a call as well.
2: It's free. Give us a call. 866-970-9622. And stay warm. Um, it, well, stay warm. And I think next week is going to be a little bit warmer. It's supposed to be in the 40s. So uh, we'll be back next week. Signing off. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. Have a great weekend and a great week. 866-970-9622. We'll, we'll be back next week.